Just Yans with UV. Hey you, you're welcome to another episode of Just Yans with UV. What will we be yanning about today? What makes a man? Got that? What makes a man? To discuss this with me is Ponsa Fanap, aka Precepts and OAP with JFM Just, and I dare say, a philosopher. Just Yans with UV. Hello, Precepts. You're welcome to an episode of Just Yans with UV. How are you doing today, Precepts? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. You know, you are one fantastic OAP that I know. And fact is, talking with you on this issue seems perfect because you and I have had this conversation severally. I would basically call it the battle of the sexes anytime I'm having a conversation regarding this. But diving straight to the topic, I'd like to ask you directly, what makes a man? Yeah, well, uh, it's a very interesting topic and it's a very interesting question. Um, the response will vary if you ask each and every male person on the planet. The response is going to vary based on their culture, their religion, uh, basically based on their worldview, you know. So, for some men, for some people, what makes a man is the ability for the man to protect, to provide. Mm. Yeah. So for others, you know, what makes a man is the ability to look out for his family. If I say look out for his family, is provide um, security, to provide care, to provide, you know, warmth in the home. And make sure that everybody is, you know, is just doing fine and uh, they are well. They are not like in so much of uh, need. So, yeah, for me, that is, and of course, what makes a man is biology. It's like uh, the biological makeup on the one hand on the other hand is how that man you know was raised and what's the expectation of society yeah so basically talking about the expectation of the society sorry would you say that the society has defined a man to be a provider uh that given the man a biological setting and every basic thing that we're aware of that should be a man and not not anything additional. Yeah, yeah. Society is what shapes people. I mean, if you live, you know, in a different, if we're living in a different society that we live now, uh, there are some things that we do is going to be uh, different. So it's basically society shaping a man. And for me, there's nothing wrong with that, especially if it's, you know, not harmful for society. If it's going to be like in the best interest or in the greater good of society, then why not? You know, recently I was having some kind of, uh, uh, let me say, non-history philosophical view to, to life, but basically I was looking at it from an existential point of view and I, it made me question things like, for those now, for instance, who are homosexuals, that's talking about the biology now, yeah. they are not necessarily regarded by those who are supposedly homophobic or those who do not necessarily understand the entire homosexuality or sexuality conversation as less of men. So now, uh, uh, so let, let, let's talk into the sexuality aspect now. Does that in any way affect the potential of 
a man being a man? Yeah, well, great question again. So uh, let me flip the question uh, this way so that it's going to be easier for us to understand. Um, if you say that for people who have decided what gender they want to be, you know, the basic question is that does it in any way change their um, like original design to say, okay, this is a man. You know, he just wants to be identified as something that he has chosen, uh, you know, to be sexuality. So in my opinion, um, is at liberty to identify, you know, as a man. And take again, for example, in our society, we have corrupt uh, politicians. Mm-hmm. politicians. And in all African societies, we know how honesty was um, preached, and everybody needs to be honest and sincere. Yes, it was a thing of it was a pricey thing in those days. Yeah, but does it? If a corrupt Nigerian politician, right, does it make him uh, less of a man? You know, he's still regarded as man. And you know, in every, if you check at, you know, how societies evolve, people who bring new ways of doing things will be challenged. But after a while, human beings will just, you know, adopt to it and say, okay, fine, you know, uh, um, let's just move ahead with this. I think it's just the uh, new wave or new trend, you know, so to say. You know, sometimes I look back and I feel that um, one being able to take up responsibilities, you know, you know, definitely as human beings, you should be able to take up your responsibility as either as a, as a man or as a woman. But then I think there's a different level to which men, I think by default, take control of situations. You know, and in taking control of those situations, how they handle them in one way or the other interprets them as men. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, um, you know, men are tax oriented. Men, you know, that is how nature's designed a man to be. You wake up in the morning, you know, you're tax oriented. Uh, but if a woman wakes up and she has a little baby, you know, she can be doing five things at the same time. Even multitasking. Yeah. So a man cannot multitask because a man just, you know, thinks straight. You know, he knows that, okay, if I get out of bed or wake up from 3 by 5 a.m., I need to do this by 7 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. I'm already, you know, planned, just project-oriented, so to say. You just want to accomplish a task. But for a woman, you know, to nurture it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, my honest opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone with their individual roles then. Yeah, yeah, playing their individual roles, you know, man and woman. But then we live in a society or rather a world today, although it had existed even before this time, that women take up responsibilities wholly, you know, and uh, one way or the other, the society even tends to define them as men because of the kind of... um, responsibilities they carry on their shoulders now if you put all of that into perspective what do you think i think it's both ways uh for example if you are raised by uh a widow you know for example if you know when you're growing up you know your dad died and your mom you know decide not to remarry Mm. i mean she's going to raise you and same thing you know your father if your mother passes you know and your father said okay I'm just going to, you know, see how I can take care of. I mean, there are men who too 
I've said that I'm not going to, you know, remarry again. I just want to focus my time and attention to give, you know, raise my children, you know, my young children. And for me, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a bad thing. And I'm, I'm not going to go into the politics of what percentage of women do that vis-a-vis what percentage of men do that. Mm-hmm. But we should look at, you know, the decision because, again, it's a courageous thing to do to say, I'm not going to remarry, I'm going to take care of, you know, um, my children. children. Yeah, it's a thing of decision and we need to celebrate, you know, those who are courageous enough to do that. But then, you know, looking at the society, well, ch- let's check out women who are supposedly wealthy and then, yes, called men because of the, the status they have attained and the things that they must have done like you rightly said they are tax oriented there are many women who are tax oriented and uh, like you rightly mentioned lots of women too are uh, are gifted with the with the with the act of uh, multi-taxing so in, in in interpreting or defining those kind of women what do you think well i i don't I disagree with how you put it because you are saying that if women um, take care of and do things, you know, by themselves, then you no, are. It's basically the society's interpretation of those women as that. Yeah, I, Since I, this very moment, we are still standing on the on, on on the pedestal of feminism, shouting, you know, and saying women advocating the fact that women could actually do major tasks that men too could do. But then, like what? we rightly mentioned from the beginning, there are default features of both men and women. But now. What is noble about being, you know, recognized, taking the role of a man? What is noble about that? That people are making a force out of it. I mean, why would you, you know, uh, you're a woman biologically. I mean, that is the biology that, you know, science cannot even challenge. Mm. And let's say, you know, you want to take a role of uh, a man or you want a man wanting to take a role of a woman. What is noble, you know, in that? I think that, you know, as human beings, we've lost some of our good virtues and values. You know, in back in the day, you know, people... I think we did not even know some of those good um, values, if you ask me, just based on looking at how people see things. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, and social media is very crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's all about if I experience something, I should write it. If I write something, I should upload it. If I upload something, then I should share it. Putting that people are putting their lives out there. Yeah, and they are not, uh, I'm sorry to say, people are not thinking, are not going through the evaluating, you know, because it works for this person. And we spend time, you know, talking about mundane issues instead of things that will better our society, for example. I, that is why I always ask, you know, myself, what is noble in being saying, uh, I don't want to I regard myself as a man. I mean, everybody has a right to do that, for example, but I'm looking at the nobility, you know. Uh, it may make sense to some, it may not make sense to some, which for me is okay, but uh, let my argument or let my uh, the point of my debate be heard. Let the world hear my debate as well. That makes a lot of sense. Talking about nobility, what do you think about chivalry? Do you think he's still alive? <laughs> we know that's part of supposedly one of the male characteristic, expected male characteristic. And given with the whole talk of feminism these days, some men are seeing that there is no need for them to be chivalrous. But what do you think about that? What's the word again? Sorry. Chivalry, you know, being a gentleman. Yeah, 
Well, again, for me, it's uh, choosing if you be a hard man or a gentleman, which is going to be easier for you. And which is going to make you have beautiful interpersonal relationship with other humans. You know, people don't want someone, you know, a tough guy that is not approachable all of the time. People always want to, you know, smile. They want someone that will make them laugh. And that is the whole essence of friendship. Because we're always, you know, with people who make us laugh, people who make us feel good. Uh, so again, for me, I'm not going to give a position. I'm, I will just leave it open and say, choose which one you want. But in choosing, you know, here's the consequences of your choice. Well, life basically is about choices. What can we say? Yes. And the interesting thing is, as we grow further in life, we get to understand the difference between good and evil. And it's just about you picking whichever, whichever one suits you and suits you best. Yeah, sure. Well, from all indications, Precept, we have not necessarily defined what defines a man, what makes a man. <laughs> but I like yeah, the fact well, that you, you, you left it as an open book. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yes, yeah. because different strokes, different folks. And the fact is, the society has a way of shaping you one way or the other. Of course, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the whole concept of nature and nurture. You know, the nature is, you know, the that you get, you know, the uh, genes from your parents. Some people are short, some people are not uh, plus size, some people are plus size, some people are average height. All of this is the function of genes you get from your parents. Now the nurture is how your parents raise you. Mm. Do they raise people nicely? Do they raise you to be always honest? Do they raise you to express your feeling when you feel like it? Do they raise you to as in your room, as even a man, that you should be responsible for yourself and don't allow anybody to come to your house. I think every human being ought to be responsible for him or herself. Well, uh, I agree, but again, I think the humans need to be taught. I agree. Yeah. That's the whole idea. It's like when you're teaching them, you teach each and every one, boy or girl, to be able to be responsible for themselves. Yeah. Well, precepts, at this juncture, I need to say thank you so much for being a part of Just Yance with UV. It was awesome connecting with you. I hope we get to do this again sometime. Sure. Thank you. Been a pleasure. All right. Cheers. Have a great evening. Likewise. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. So, you've heard from Posa. What do you think? I can say for sure we are first human beings before anything else. I'm open to your views. You can send an email to uvigiwirigbe at gmail.com or at the Poetry Goddess on Instagram. I will be attaching the information on the podcast as always. Thank you for listening. Stay good. Stay kind. Cheers. Just Yans with UV.